Um, well, that's going to make things a bit problematic. Oh, spots, I suppose, huh? Yeah, sure is, John. Oh. Plus, with Friday. With Friday situation. off. I will not be here Monday, June 5th. Monday, June 5th. We have fifth grade graduation. I won't be here Friday, June 2nd. I won't be here, I think it's June 22nd, Thursday. I'll be here coughing in the microphone, licking my lips. So they said you were coughing. I've never even noticed that. No, clearing your throat. Oh, clearing your throat. Yes, there it is. That is it. <laughs> Don't do that during an ad. Or no, just just shut your mic off. Don't I thought like I usually that. do. I, I don't know. I'm not. I'm I'm unaware of it. I'm glad he told me. If he told me, Gratalone's hardware garden stores. <laughs> if I do it, I do it. Lord, give me the strength. <laughs> you, you, you. Stop. Don't call me a you, you. Jesus. Uh... Well, the problem is Kenny has his phone shut off and he doesn't have his voicemail set up. So you literally cannot. Well, At least he was part of the text thread we had going last night for about that's, six that's, minutes. That's what Rook and I were just talking right. about. Oh, I missed Before story. you came in. I forget he gets up early. And, you Tell know. that Kendra. Nope. I need uh, <laughs> nope. some Grundhofer copy. Chris, who's Christian Walker? Oh, the Arizona what? Diamondbacks first why, baseman. Why does he have six home runs in his last eight games? He's really his, good and hitting four twenty five in his last nine games. He uh, he's a good hitter for the D backs. I think they might be okay. Yeah, better than your Dodgers. Gee, playing so. well. <laughs> hey, did you guys watch the NBA last night? I did. No, <laughs> my God, I actually did stay up and watch that game. The Lakers, or yes, yeah. I did too. That was fun. It was I a good game. Basketball is absurd. I don't like the NBA, but that game was pretty good. The only, you know, I've been watching a bunch more, and the only thing I don't like is the refs can't keep up. They, they just, the refs cannot keep up with the game. Well, it's impossible no. to referee. It should yeah. be, it should be refereed the, on the NBA level now. It should be refereed um, from the booth. Seriously, they, they're yeah. not quick enough to compete. To, yeah. It, I agree. That, that's I the only outside. part that drives me nuts. Next to my wife, having a cocktail in the backyard instead of watching basketball last night. Well, I was watching basketball in my garage, if that counts, with the door open. Does that count? Okay. Well, I live in St. Paul. You can't be there with your door open. <laughs> <shot>. yeah. <laughs> um, Maybe, why don't you move out here by me? Yeah. Or by Chris. Me. What I love about, about this time of the year that the place we moved to had we got a nice pond in the back. It is pool, pond, pond. <laughs> but the frogs I going like nuts. Frog. Oh my god! Looking for I like a good frog. Yeah, it's, it's this cool. season for the frogs, if you know what I'm oh, saying. They're just horny as hell. <laughs> so you just sit on the deck for about oh. And they got these pouches that blow up on their mouth. Hey now, <laughs> that's they're uh, they're seeking the females. Oh, I love trick. listening to the frogs. That's their display. Who doesn't? I do that. <laughs> I'm blowing bubbles. Bubbles? <laughs> bubbles. I bubbles. didn't know he was in town. Yeah, he wants to see you. <laughs> to say hi. Oh, Lord. 
Um, <laughs> all right. So I guess. Uh, all the little kids. If, are we on the thing? We are, Joe. Oh, never mind. Remember when I said that? No, Council? I don't. <laughs> remember. <laughs> hey, remember. Uh, who's going to the Twins pods tonight, huh? I'd like to, but I'm not going to. I know I would just, too, but I'm also not going I'm to. Just too lazy, basically. Well, we just have, it's, you know. You have baseball and stuff. Oh, my God. Yes. Which I'm not complaining. Lo I love it. I do. I do. Yeah, that'll be gone by July. <laughs> you won't love it then. No, their season is actually um because we this is what we're all we're way more than a month in. Oh really? Wow. Oh, yeah. We started middle of March. Must have been chilly when you started. Well, that we go to the Cirque, so we just hit oh. at the, the community center. And Got then it. um we actually didn't even get outside until a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. But are they done what? by July then? Or? Uh their last well, the playoffs start right before town ball playoffs starts so it's middle right for fourth of july week i believe is this a town ball story now no but town <laughs> ball playoffs are always like the 15th of july are you playing we went to the game saturday but i'm gonna be i mean i told those guys you're an I, observer i'm gonna make it when i can make it because you yeah. know i was all in last year because of the tournament yep and the state fair <laughs> um no comment and so i just i said hey guys I, i'll make it when i can make it you know, because now gotcha. it's now, now I'm in dad mode, so which I I thoroughly enjoy. Damn prima donnas playing town ball, I tell you. I uh, <laughs> I brought Leland to Williams practice, Johnny. Yeah, and I said, hey, just because Jess was going to go do some stuff, I said I'll bring Leland with me. It's fine. Well, rookie, you got that and so email about the window. The other coach too. says, does yeah. he want to hit it? Yeah, but let him wait till the end. Make sure all Chris the other Ryan. kids get you know. I sure. said to open. And there's just one kid on Williams team. He's just. Yeah, Chris is he nice. can't hit with us. He's in second grade. I go watch. <laughs> oh, and he just—I go, buddy, don't don't let up. Don't be intimidated, right? And yeah. he freaking cranked one to the oh, other field. Beautiful. That's beautiful. <laughs> Love that. But then the other problem was, all the kids were like, William, how come you can't hit that? <laughs> oh, yes. Battle hardware oh, and garden stores. It was pretty good. Yeah. Uh, Leland's gonna be big a brother. Big yeah. brother. <laughs> well, that's what, because that's all he, he plays with all his older brother and all of his buddies. Yep. You know, Rattaloni's hardware and garden stores. I've, all right. I've been there. I've been there many Rook, times. The only thing I need from you today is a, um, uh, uh oh. Uh oh. Uh oh. Why did I, oh, I clicked on July. Whoops. <laughs> hey, how are you? What were the, um, I need a Ray. April uh, numbers. Welter. Welter, okay. Get the <clears throat> April numbers. Um, okay. Without excuses. No, I'll get them. Usually I get them on the 10th, but I'll, I'll text Mackie. Um, why wouldn't Mackie, uh, be alert to sending those, us? Uh, we do. We get uh, the report those, on the 10th. Uh, uh, Fratelloni's hardware and garden stores. <laughs> Which is like tomorrow, because today is the 9th. And then Johnny Procher for your news, please. Okay, sure. You. Yep. Are we yeah. going to argue again today? Or are we just. We didn't to... argue. Yeah, I didn't think. I said, so I, I got, I told Joe already, I got a bunch of really cool emails that were right. very, you know, just people being normal and talking both sides. Normal. And as you said, you're not used to that. I'm not. I'm used to getting, you are a dumbass. What are you talking yeah. about? Yeah. That's what I'm used to getting. Joe, are you ready? I sure am. Joe, we're rolling. 
Fratelloni's Hardware and Garden Stores brings you Garage Logic Podcast number 1074, May 9th, 2023. 91 degrees on this day in 1987. And it was 27 degrees on this day in 1966. These records are brought to you, of course, by Aquaside, keeping your lakefront free of weeds and algae and crud for more than 60 years with a complete line of lake and control products made right there at White Bear Lake. The products are easy to use. They work quickly. Aquaside is registered with both the EPA and DNR, and the products are completely safe. Don't let weeds overtake your lake or pond this summer. The kids are going to get itchy. To swim, you don't want them to be. You don't want them to be itchy when they're swimming. Right. Call Aquaside today; they'll identify your weed problem. Your place will look great all summer long. Call it's Aquaside free. at one 9350 or go to Aquaside.com. And now, from the mayor's office above the boathouse on the east shore of Spoon Lake, it's Garage Logic with Chris Reavers, Manning Technology Corner. Kenny Olson from the Krabby Coffee Shop, John Hyde in the newsroom, and of course, the rookie. Here is your flashlight king, fireworks commissioner, and the keeper of common sense, your mayor, Joe Sushi. You know that on the website now, is it town council only or for everybody? I would think it's for everybody. You can request a ruling on the website. Huh? I didn't know that. Do you know why Rookie knew that? Because I mentioned it. Am I getting scanned, Mike? Yeah, I mentioned it on the show yesterday. <laughs> really? Will you shut your mic off when you clear your throat? <laughs> yeah, maybe it's not me. <laughs> I didn't clear my throat. I coughed. Ah, uh, distinction. Oh, distinction. Either well, way. in any event, here's a ruling. Request. You can do that on the website. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> It's an interesting one, Joe. A few winters ago, I, like most GLers, finished snowblowing my driveway and went to help a neighbor. Upon finishing one neighbor's driveway, I noticed another neighbor trying to shovel their way out. Since it was a rather large snowfall, shoveling would have taken them a long time, so I went to help. This particular neighbor spoke little to no English. So I motioned that I could use the blower. He smiled and nodded, so I started a few swipes. When I went to do a pass on their sidewalk, I struck something that made the Christmas lights blink, then go dark. I stopped quickly and unwound the extension cord that was bound in the blower. I apologized profusely and felt terrible. I made a few quick passes and went home. That night I wrestled with what should be done. I concluded I needed to buy them a new extension cord, and I did. I tried to catch them as they came home for a few days, but stuck out, but struck out. So eventually I put the extension cord on their garage door handle, knowing they would see it. I never did end up seeing them much afterwards and ended up moving early spring of that year. Ruling in question, was I obligated to buy them a new extension cord or since it was an honest mistake made while trying to help, was I given a Ooh. pass? Nathan from the Glacial Prairie of Central Minnesota. I think, Nathan, uh, you've answered your own ruling. I'm not sure the word is obligated, but you were compelled. And I think you did the right thing. Even though you're there out of the goodness yep. of your heart, 
you you replace the extension cord, which I think was the appropriate oh, no, thing no. to do. <laughs> the appropriate thing to do. I I agree with you completely, but if he knew he was moving, you know. <laughs> Yeah, what the I'm hell? I'm moving anyway. What I'm the leaving. So. <laughs> um, locks are for honest people. Yeah. My wife went to Costco. Bought a hot no, dog. No, no, no. She legitimately she paid with cash. Charged it. One hundred twenty dollars. It was uh, one seventy six, or uh, um, one hundred and seventeen. She paid with one hundred and twenty dollars. Twenty dollar bill and a hundred dollar bill. The guy starts giving her eighty six dollars worth of change. And she's like, she said, this is not right. He said, no, you gave me two $100 bills. And she said, I think I gave you a hundred and a 20. And so he went back, he lifted up the till. Sure enough, there was a $100 bill and a 20 there. So she was right. So he was flustered. He gathered up, uh, called he, uh, the manager. Was he? Uh, oh, he was able. He was okay. Was he special? He was not. He was, he, he, he was pretty sound. Yeah. And. So they called the manager over. He didn't say anything to my wife about, oh, my gosh, that's great. The manager came over, said, we'll have to get a copy of the receipt. Um, we'll have to do this, uh, do that for uh, accuracy. She didn't say anything. She was rather uh, to the point. The guy in line said, that was a really cool thing that you did, uh, young lady. Uh, nice going. She's walking out where you grab the receipt. The manager comes back over to her and says, I need to see a copy of that receipt and take a picture of it. She did. And then let my wife go. Okay, I'm I'm terribly confused. Yeah. So she honored the manager. Are you celebrating your wife's honesty? <laughs> no, because that's how she is. I'm shocked that nobody at Costco said, "Wow, ma'am, thank you for re realizing that." Mm. It was a guy in line that said that was uh, the right thing to do. The other thing that confuses me is. You had to go elsewhere to get a receipt that you just took place in back at some checkout line. She had the the manager had to have a copy of. She they need to take a picture yeah. of it. I know how this works. Oddly enough, as you guys may know, at that store, and uh, they would need a copy of that receipt to uh, put with the report that they're. But going to it, what report? Wasn't it all just straightened out? She got three bucks no, change. They got a the receipt trail. first. One receipt. Well, one receipt was wrong. One yeah, receipt sales was wrong. Needs to correct. Correct that. Thank you, Rook. You're correct. And I and I can't, John, as a former Costco employee, I can't imagine you would have acted like that. You would have said, wow, oh, my gosh, thanks for catching that. I appreciate it. Well, yeah, I would. And now I'm going to ask somebody I know who works at Costco how she would react because that is her business. You <laughs> know, she's a, she's react, a loss prevention react person. React to what? Well, say thank you. I mean, instead of just letting her walk out the zero, door. Um, not, she wasn't looking for praise. She was just, she was yeah, shocked sure. that it wasn't. That it noted. was just so clinical. Noted. Should have been noted. Huh. It wasn't thank you, ma'am. There was you no know, thank you at all. This story is very similar to the way the crazy bread story started. Not really. No. It's, it's no. not as funny. I can tell you that one. <laughs> two dimes and two quarters. Uh, Favor for a loyal GLer. Please make my day. Joe, on Monday, you guys mentioned Lionel Richie and that his voice is going. When Reaver said, does he have Roycey throat? I thought someone would do it, but nobody did. I know you don't like to take requests, but you could really make my day and have someone do Lionel Richie singing all night long with the Roycey throat. 
If anything, it will be a nice break from listening to that arrogant know-it-all music snob commie height. Wow! wow. Shots fired! <laughs> Shots fired! <laughs> Taking out his vent like he usually does. Thanks, and always pushing back Jason from Ember Grove Heights. Who here could do Lionel Richie singing all night long with Roycey through hmm. Um, let me think. Is this in part of my contract? <laughs> well, my friends, the time has come. Raise the roof and I let's have a little fun here. I throw away the uh, work to be done. Let the music play on, play on, play on. Everybody sing, everybody dance, lose yourself in some wild romance. You know why, Such? Huh. We're gonna party, cremamo, fiesta. Forever. Come on, let's go sing along. I said, oh do it again. Let's go. We're going to party. What's the song? What about Fiesta. Forever. All night long. Come on and sing along. All night long. You'd have asked, I could have played guitar, you know. All night long. Hey, Katie, to... do that spin around move again. There. All night long. Oh, God. Yes, sir, my friends. <laughs> yes. Yes. yes that yes, was sir. from my 1983 album, uh, Can't Slow Down. Thank you. The B side. Yes, sir. Jason's on my list, just so he knows. I think Jason yeah. was funning you. Yeah. I know. Uh, yes, John, well, John, uh, we got into it yesterday, I thought, fairly civilly, and we both received well, yeah, very civil uh, emails on this. Uh, my contention yes. was that the Democrats are passing bills to make it easier to vote because they're recruiting more Democratic voters. And you, I think, naively, and I'm being serious, I think you naively said, well, why would they necessarily be Democratic voters? No, I was trying to make Yeah, the you said point. that. Why would they necessarily be Democratic Here's the point voters? I, the point I was trying to make was, why would we want to discourage eligible voters from voting? That's the point I was trying to make. Well, I, I, I still think you're looking at it wrong. If I'm going to be wrong, fine. But right now you're wrong and I'm right. Okay. And here, here's what I'm saying. Here's Fair what enough. I'm saying. Yes, sir. Do you think, do you think uh, the Democrats would be doing this for purposes of attracting Republican voters? Absolutely not. There's only one reason they're doing this. Well, they're get, recruiting it, we, new Democratic voters. Yes, I understand that. Well, then I don't think we have an argument. Why don't the Republicans do that? Why don't they well, recruit? They I have an ideology where they're there. Well, you raise an interesting well, point. Do I, I? Yes, you do. And I, <laughs> I think it bears discussion. Republicans, let's just keep it to the state level. Yeah. Republicans are not nearly as aggressive as DFLers. Republicans True. are... They sit back and take too much for granted. Yes. DFLers are the ones who fill the Capitol Rotunda and bitch about things and get bills passed. And DFLers are the ones who march around and carry signs saying, give us more and more. Republicans don't have that mindset. Mm -hmm. They're not nearly on the attack like DFLers. Use the wheel analogy. That one squeaky wheel, oh. the Republicans are the other three silent wheels that don't. When's the last time you saw Republican activists gather at the Capitol to protest, say, a family leave bill? Oh, I was going to say something else. They don't do it. No, they don't. So, so I'm trying to keep this in context. Re, uh, you said, why don't Republicans uh, advance a bill encouraging young voting? Because. They 
they either don't know the rules of the game or they're choosing not to play. And I don't know what the answer is. I, I don't think they know the rules of the game. Do you think there's a chance that they are writing off that segment of the voting public? And if so, why not address them instead of, you know. Well, that's another great way to look at it. Yeah, I mean, for example, when John Thompson was running, we, mm -hmm. we went through this. Mm -hmm. The Republicans just wrote that off. Yeah, They didn't help. <laughs> They didn't. Well, they had a tough candidate there with John Strominger, but God bless him. He put his money where he his tried. mouth was. He had one sign. He, he made, made himself, himself a sign. Had it yeah. in his own yard. <laughs> right. right. And and uh, that's that might be a poor uh, example for this exercise. Well, go but, to the governor. Go to the governor's race. Well, let me let me just stick to the oh. uh, the uh, trying to find an example for the exercise. I think Republicans have completely written off urban America. Uh, if not the urban twin cities, I think that's fair. Yeah, the, the, I'll keep say, it say here. That, let, say let, that again. I, I said, say that again. You think Republicans have completely written off the urban uh, metropolitan oh, okay. area of Minnesota to the point where Governor Walls didn't even campaign outside of the metro because he didn't need to. Right? We <laughs> we saw it. He he didn't debate. He didn't campaign. He went up to the one farm fest was shouted down and then said, nope, we're not doing anything outside of the metro. It's the, fact. Re the Republicans are sitting on the curb and they're getting passed by these fast cars that keep whizzing by. Those mm. fast cars are, are uh, DFLers uh, who are, uh, I hate to use this word, but they're extraordinarily proactive. They hustle. The only thing they're good at is this. They're not good at anything that's important in life. They don't make anything. They don't do anything. But they're really good at politics. They're really good at it. You mean they're good at getting elected? They're good at getting elected. They see where the population center is, and they go after them like a rabid dog. They are tough. They are aggressive. They're proactive. They're, uh, they'll do whatever they have to do. Mm-hmm. And, and this, including changing the rules once they hold power. Now, let me go back to the voting bill, which reinforces my contention. That's another example of them being proactive and making sure they're thinking they're five steps ahead. That's they're thinking about new proactive. recruits for the party. <laughs> mm -hmm. They're thinking new recruits. That's mm -hmm. all this bill is. These are the same people who would side with Mary Moriality, who says a criminal at 15, to, uh, 16, 17 doesn't have a developed brain. Oh. But these people think nothing of pre-registering that undeveloped brain to vote. No, you, you hit on a great point. I always do. Thank you. <laughs> but the Mary Moriarty point, the, they, they turned on her. Why? They, they well, saw it, the winds it might of cost them. It might cost they them They saw votes. the winds of public opinion, and they turned on her. And they said, oh, boy, this is going to cost us. we got to do something here. But generally speaking, the DFLers we have now passing as DFLers are mysterious. They're not the DFLers of your father's life. These, right. are, these are not Democratic farmer laborers. These are socialists. Mm -hmm. These are social activists. And they are better at being activists than Republicans. 
And thus, this voting law, we'll make it easy for you. We'll we'll make mailing easier. We'll pre-register you the minute you get a driver's license. We'll register. I got news for you, John. They ain't doing this for to get out a Republican vote. Oh, They're I, doing this I, to recruit. That's not my argument at all. Not even a little. I mean, that's, you know. I'm, well, I'm not sure. You, what is your argument? My argument is, why would you want to not get every eligible voter registered to vote? That's all I ever, ever have addressed with this. I, I That's all I want. I want every American, if 100% voting, that's what I, I want. I, I, I don't. If you're not interested, the hell with you. If you need to come, if I have to come to your house and take you by the hand to get you to vote, you weren't worth voting. Well. The hell with you. You're not keeping up. You are going to register people who have no bleeping idea why they got registered. None. I, well, I still, well, we're going to disagree on that. And we have been in the past too. I well, mean, let, I mean. Let's let's stick to what we agree on. Yeah. I, I'm assuming you agree with me that the Democrats are much better at, this is the game they know. Yeah. Oh, they this is the Army or the Marine Corps they, office they sitting outside. Know, they to, don't yeah. know business. They don't know finance. They don't know employment. They don't know anything. They know this game. And they use this game to bring about the, they're bringing about the mystery yeah. mm-hmm. as fast as humanly possible mm-hmm. because they are very good at this. Yeah. And Republicans sit around and say, I wonder if we should push back. I don't know what we should do. Well, and John's point about finding a proper candidate is accurate. I mean, I think Jensen could have been one, but he just didn't. We said this yesterday. He just, he made a lot of rookie mistakes. Jensen made rookie mistakes that the people who know how to play the game were extremely ready to pounce on. Mm -hmm. Extremely ready to pounce on. Extremely ready to pounce on Matt Burke. These people are vicious. They're vicious. They they're 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 killers. They they'll cut your throat. They know how to do this. Well, we had a little off-camera thing yesterday, Chris and I, where we were talking about candidates, and he thinks it's exaggerated that what Republicans that Republicans nominated that they nominate people who are maybe a little too extreme or outside the mainstream. Yeah. And after I thought about it yesterday, I thought, boy, I I I don't think it's exaggerated at all. Uh, we talked about Mary Crockett, an election denier. They yeah, ran for Secretary of State. Yeah, I would not Kim, have nominated Kim Crockett. her. I would, Kim, Crockett. Kim, Crockett. Kim Crockett. I would not have nominated her. No, and, and I she just, wanted to come on the show, and I refused. I don't I, deal with election deniers. I don't have time. I think that relates directly to what you said about not your father's Democratic Party. It's right. also not your father's Republican Party, and that's the problem. Right. I, to me, in a nutshell, both these parties. What do you do? How, how do you how do you get them? The guy who ran against Lee Finky sounded like a yeah right. candidate. Yes. Perfect. Yeah. I voted for him in a minute. He was abandoned. The, the re, I don't know if he was abandoned. The Republicans never showed up. Right. Well, uh, what's her uh, his name? Uh, her name? Lee Lee Finky. Yeah. Or Fink, Fink. Had look how much money was raised by DFL uh, organizations, etc. What ninety thousand did we say? And the fellow who ran as a Republican had ten grand or something like okay, that. Okay, but where does the blame stop with the Republican Party? Why aren't the party leaders making? I this guess happen? I guess that's what we're talking about. What we're talking about is Republicans for too long have assumed. Well, 
Boy, hey. I just had a brilliant thought. Write it down. I just had a brilliant thought. And underline it. So <laughs> I'm circling it. It's important. And I'm coming back with it. I'm coming ah. back with it. First, I want to tell you that a tease. finally, last night, got the scooter out. Really? Cruise to a game. Watch a kid get a walk. Mm. Cruise back. <laughs> Figured I've seen enough. <laughs> got on the scooter and took off again. See and you it's later. My Yamaha scooter that's that's taken it's an S Max. It's taken care of by EcoFun Motorsports. Who else in Forest Lake? Where that's the electric bike capital of the world, by the way. Yep. And all the scooters that turn urban errands into adventures. It's that capital too. Uh, you can uh, save a lot of money now. Spring sale at EcoFun Motorsports, youth recreational equipment, the Vanderhall USA Roadsters, the helmets, the apparel, the service, electric bikes, scooters, recreational equipment. It's one-stop shopping for all of that. And it's fantastic. And it's EcoFun Motorsports in Forest Lake. It's immediately west of the interstate, 35 on 97, a great big new facility that just opened last June, June of 2022. Fantastic. And a second outpost in Burnsville on the County Road of Life near, I'm sorry, the Service Road of Life. That's right. Near County Road 42, ecofunmotorsports.com. What do you want, bro? Does Kenny have pro turf today? He is. Kenny's not coming on the show. Today. Did he text back? He texted me back during the first. What's session. wrong with him? He's sick. So he got the COVID. Daddy, I got asthma. Robitussin. Right, she got him sick. <laughs> Breathing into his microphone, clearing his throat. Oh yeah, he did tell me that. Uh, make sure Rook uh, sprays something. Out oh here. yeah, that's right. I didn't. <laughs> well, he's not contagious. He feels great. He just got the Roycey throat. Uh-huh. He gets yes. it once a year. Used to get it in the fall. Hey, run uh, that microphone up here. Get her uh, runner up. Now he gets it in the spring. I don't. Uh, I know you guys are going to think this is extremely geeky, but whenever Joe does the records, I always find a newspaper from that date, either locally or in Bismarck, just to see what the weather was like. And yeah, and, and I was listening to the show. I looked during the breaks. I've never heard of any of the movies that were out there. <laughs> it's funny you said that. I said that to the CP on Sunday. I'm reading the paper and I said, hey, I got the page open to all the movies that are playing around. <laughs> yeah. I had never heard of one of them. Really? Well, that probably would be me too, actually. I'm not real up on my current movies. But this was the 80s. I should know these, but I, I recognize one, Platoon. Oh, great. Well, wait a minute. Wait a minute. You... He's looking at the me. past. You're lo- you looked at a paper from May 10th, 1987. I opened the Bismarck Tribune just to see what the oh, weather was like. Yeah. And the movies, I don't know. Well, I'm lying. I'm lying. Raising Arizona is in there too. Okay. I, I wouldn't know that. Name the movies. I bet I know those. Uh, the All Nighter starring Susanna Huffs from the no. Bengals. Never heard of it. No. Uh, Nick Nolte, Extreme Prejudice. Yeah. I don't know that one. I didn't see it, but I've heard of it. Uh, well, Police Academy four. Does that yes, kind of it's, it's four? You know, Rook, yeah. What was your? Which one do you three, rank them? Three, three is the best. Yeah, three is okay. the best. Uh, Malone, starring Cliff Robertson and Burt Reynolds. Nope. 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 Uh, Platoon. Obviously, I know that. Yes. Ain't nothing uh, better than Indy five hundred. The S- Secret of My Success, starring Michael J. Fox. Michael J. Fox. He was started in I the nope. mailroom and then went rose to the. Uh, nope. I don't know uh, that one. 
executive level. I didn't know Bismarck had this many theaters. Oh, hell yeah. And then uh, I did. I was not aware of this. I know of one and maybe two, but Meatballs 3. Oh, yeah. I've heard of that. Yeah. Yeah. It was a I Meatballs like two better than 3. Well, the original is probably the best. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It doesn't even list Rudy any actors. Rabbit. It doesn't list no, any actors. You don't need to for Meatballs. Three. It was that famous. <laughs> Wait a minute. John's a, that, isn't that a John Candy movie? I don't know. Three uh, or two or one? Or I'm thinking of Spaceballs. You're thinking of Spaceballs. I'm thinking of Spaceballs. Meatballs was when the summer camp. Well, that was Bill Murray. Bill Murray, Bill Murray right? Can we do the show now? The, the first one was Bill Murray, right? Yeah. Let's yeah. go. And Rudy the Rabbit. Meatballs. Let's go. We've got go. some. I, I, I do. Okay, do, let's go. Do you want me to do Kenny's Pro Turf today? No, because I, I, he's got one. Um, let's okay. go. Okay. Where are we going? <sighs> Is this part of the break? Can let's we, go. Can we make those uh, 2.30 instead of 2? <laughs> no, not going to no. happen. All right. Patrick Patrick Dempsey was in Meatballs 3. Wow. The ghost of... Oh, damn. Yeah. This guy wears many hats. <laughs> Sorry, Josh. Just not indoors. Joe Suchere. Hey, GLers, you will get a full report at the end of this award-nominated Garage Logic podcast, but you should stick around because you will get uh, the Tuesday report from our guy, Josh Arnold, Mr. Money Talk. And if you are interested in his financial services, give him a call today, 952-925-5608. No obligation, uh, 48-minute financial consultation, 952-925-5608. Boy, Josh was all fired up today talking about Janet yelling and raising the debt ceiling. Uh, Tune in for that later in the program today. Joe? Okay, I had a deep thought. The question, it was either John or Rook. I think it was Rook. You said, why don't the Republicans do this? This being what? Uh, uh, Put together a grassroots campaign to register like-minded voters for that. Okay, I have an answer. I have a deep thought. Or sit back and take. Why do they sit back and take? Let's let's just have a, a class lecture here. For the most part, if not the all... Uh, independent Republicans in Minnesota are not Mysterians. Could we, uh, for the most part, could in, we agree on that? Part, sure, certainly. They're, they're not Mysterians. They like the country. Yep. They like the United States. Mm-hmm. They like the idea of uh, a family having some dough in their pocket to go buy a car or a boat. They, okay. they like parents involved with their children. They like the things that are conventional and traditional in America. They like the Constitution. Mm -hmm. While they could be, of course, capable of acknowledging that the country had its flaws, they also would be the ones to say, what other country in the world has done more to remedy its supposedly flawed past? Mm -hmm. They, they, They love the country. Yep. Now you, so what they're resting on are those ideas. Those are ideas. The idea of America uh, is pleasing to them. They, they, and they would just as soon (coughs) succeed based on ideas. Okay. Now you put them up against Mysterians. They don't like the country. They don't like necessarily mom and dad have an extra money to buy a boat or a car because that they believe that might lead to climate change. Uh, uh, They don't, they don't like, uh, they like the idea of children being 
proselytized to in school. They would just as soon acknowledge that public education is more of a parenting tool than actual parents. They, they have tremendous changes they want to bring about that are driven by the stark difference between them and the independent Republicans. That is, they don't like the country. So think of all the things they're motivated to change. And just think of all the things that have been changed in this legislative session because of their hustle, their persistence, their, uh, their, their discipline, their strength, their ability to uh, call their like-minded constituents to action. Let's tear this down and rebuild it the way we want it. And they're doing that. Mm where the Republicans don't do it because they're completely satisfied with the ideas that built America in the first place. They're not Mysterians. I understand that, but... At, I didn't know I was going to be this good. Yeah, <laughs> but what I don't understand is the squeaky wheelers are changing so much, and the Republicans, even though they love this country, are being bent over and screwed. Well, that's a, a, a an uncharitable uh, analogy. Let me let me put it this way. I think what you're trying to say, Rick, is they're, they're refusing to adapt to the common practice or, or, or fight it. Yes, they're, they're they're behind the times. Yeah, the, the times meaning the way the game is played. The DFLer is changing the way the game is played because they're mysterious. They want to bring about great change, none of which we happen to like. And we don't have voices in the legislature. Well, we do, but they're outnumbered. Right. Significantly. They're, they're also not as aggressive and proactive. Don't foghorn that anymore. They're they're not they're not they don't they're not adapting. They're they haven't adapted. Uh, you know, there's a million analogies. Uh, newspapers didn't adapt, they've disappeared. The music industry. Uh, Detroit has hung on, but only by the skin of their teeth because they didn't adapt in the 70s. Japan was kicking their ass. Poor quality came out of Detroit. That's all been remedied. They, they, they will survive. They fix themselves, not without great taxpayer help, but they fix themselves. What you see now is uh, you have legislators that are successfully bringing about change because they have a great movement behind them, which is a movement they've encouraged and created. The Republicans have no movement, no movement to reinforce the idea that there's nothing wrong with America. Now, where the Republicans can triumph, if we're to be saved, if America is to be saved from the mystery it will be Republicans gathering great forces to prove to the Mysterians that what they brought about is wrong. For example, if the Family Leave Act does in fact result in hundreds of small businesses closing and people losing their jobs, those people will be susceptible to conversion by the Republicans if they're not already Republicans. Yes. But I'm going to disagree with you there. Because what we saw during COVID lockdowns, we saw a number of businesses suffering because of that, a lot of which didn't make it. That still didn't affect the way that people voted in the last election cycle. 
Well, I guess I don't know how to answer that, except I think people might have thought that, well, that was temporary. That was temporary. The Family Leave Act creates a new government bureaucracy. It brings on board hundreds of new government employees. It brings on board new taxes for employees and employers. And it, it could very well prove to be wrong. What else could prove to be wrong and that and the Republicans will need to 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 figure out how to to rally the troops. The Republicans will have to uh, get ahead of the idea that, look, Minnesota, these Mysterians kept seventeen point eight billion dollars of your surplus. And do you realize that now means we have to come up with an additional seventeen eight point. billion every two years. That wasn't there two years ago. We have to create that in taxes. Do you really want that tax burden, Mr. and Mrs. Minnesota? But what if the ultimate shell game is in full force, which we're seeing it happen right now? We saw the IRS data that we we cited on this show, what, a week or two ago about the number of people that are, in fact, choosing to leave the state. What if that's all part of the plan? Meaning, the only people that are going to be left to vote are the ones that are going to be staunch in voting for the, part the Democratic of, part of Party. What, what, part of what plan? What plan? The plan that we're seeing unveiled before our very eyes the last five months of this. Of well, this. well, how does it benefit them? They stay in power. Right, but they won't have any money. Oh, not. I mean, that they'll have plenty for a while. For a while. Socialism works till you run out of other people's money. And then you'll get bailed out federally and you'll be fine. You'll still then, be in power. And, and socialism won't work at the federal level because you'll run out of other people's mm-hmm. money. Well, well I, okay, go ahead, Rick. No, I was just going to say that argument. Yeah, I agree. But the government, unfortunately, bails out both sides. Look at banks, et cetera. Yeah, right. Yep, you're um, right. You're right. And, and here's, I'm going to live and die with this idea that I agree with what you were saying, Joe, completely. But I think right now the two sides that are controlling America are the extremes on both sides and the middle just sucks air because not everybody buys into the complete right or left ideas. That's why I'm, that's why I'm keeping this. I'm trying to keep this to the state level. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's people in, in between who, you know, who, who like some of the ideas. They don't like some of the ideas, but their voices are not heard. I don't, I think Minnesota is burdened by extreme left-wing ideology mm-hmm. i don't think it's burdened by extreme right-wing ideology I, I i would agree with that yeah but aren't there the university of saint thomas business school aren't they churning out uh republicans left and right that no could... they're a failed academy they are as failed as any other academy where are I had two kids. My two oldest were involved youth and government stuff. You're going to find a kid from a home like yours where the kid's going to think for himself and not buy the BS. But that's rare. That's rare. Minnesota is not burdened by... And I hate to think, I'd hate to think that in order for the Republicans to get in the game and play it the way it's being played, they'd have to develop right-wing ideologues. Uh, because then we we still lose. You don't get anywhere then. Then you got right-wing extremists fighting left-wing extremists. In Minnesota, what has happened is the left-wing radicalized extremists have won. They've taken over. They're pushing through everything they want. And because the independent Republicans do not have 
right-wing ideologue extremists in their camp, they've been kind of left behind. Mm. Not kind of. They've been left behind. They don't know how to fight this war. They don't know how to fight this game. Well, what's the next peg on the square? The we- only, well, as I said, my, what, what I'm clinging to is that you'll get some articulate Republican, independent Republicans who'll, who will point out in ways that can be understood why the direction the left-wing ideologues are taking us will not work in the long run. It can't work unless you want a completely different country, unless you want the mystery. If you want misery shared equally, you're on that road. You're on that road. I unfortunately don't think you're ever going to change Minnesota. Uh, And I realize you want to keep it at the local level, but I think it's where it's at because if people can't see what's going on this year, they're never going to see what's going on. I so you don't think, John, Johnny, completely. that there's some secret pockets of Somali Republicans around that are just kind of <laughs> <laughs> hiding out and biding their time? I wish that was the case. Well, the good thing to keep in mind, though, uh, when it comes to voting and voter turnout and elections and, and campaigning is, you know, the next 18 or so months should really, really be a nice civil uh, oh, God. form of President Harris, the re- independent Republicans in Minnesota like the ideas of this country. They like them. They like this country. The radical leftists who run the state not only don't like the idea of this country, they're changing it before your very eyes. Mm-hmm. They are succeeding in changing it. Why? Because they are really good at getting what they want. They are really good at it. No matter they're, what they're, type of destruction they create. That's right. They're abrasive. They're foul. They're loud. They're active. They're involved. They're, they're everything. Intimidating. They're, yes, they're everything the independent Republicans are not. Everything. Go ahead, John. Let me ask you, though. See, here, here's the problem I'm having with politicians in general. Uh, there, I can think of one Republican right now who makes headlines in Minnesota, and he's abrasive and loud, and I disagree with him a lot. But he's the only one who's really making any headlines. And that would be Walter Walter Hudson. Walter Hudson. I don't even think he's abrasive. I think he's just common sense. I, th- well, I don't. Well, okay. I I don't. Uh, Tucker Carlson proved January six wasn't a riot. That was one of his tweets. Uh, oh, I don't. I'm me- on. A, I don't follow his tweets. Medical doctors. Remember that one? Medical doctors are the same as plantation owners. Because uh, I know, don't remember. So- I don't do tweet. Well, I tweet occasionally. It's, it's probably best then that you don't. But he is the firebrand right now for the Republican Party. So is that the way to go or not? I don't no, know. Kendall, Kendall was the way to go. Kendall was the yeah. was the one preaching, preaching the love of country and the love of ideas. None of which would have excluded anybody on the left. No. And we we have somebody that we've talked to many times who was vehemently opposed to Kendall. I'm talking about the reverend. Oh, I don't know. So what do you, what do you do? I mean, how do you do this? But we can't, you can't throw. That's we're falling into their trap where we're saying you have to be this way. You cited it earlier, John, when you said the 80% of us in the middle, like some ideas don't like some ideas. uh, That's good. That's bad. We don't have to be all in. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Getting back to the question from yesterday, I just want to acknowledge the uh, the emailers. Rich uh, Grosshong from Edmond, Oklahoma, sent 
charts and graphs that he looked up from uh, midterm election results proving the, uh, the young people voting Democratic. Uh, Downing went to Tufts, oh, went to Tufts University uh, to uh, find out how young people voted, and they did not vote for uh, Republicans. I, I don't uh, think any of us had to go do research on that. Yeah. We, everybody knew. Yeah. So let's, let's, uh, thanks, Johnny. <laughs> one email from Appreciate the Garage Logic Town Council member on this very subject. Yeah. yeah. Brian Matura Republicans are like ticks, no ambition. Yeah. <laughs> it seems that way right now. <laughs> Let, let's see if I can, and not that it's important that we always agree, but it might be fun just for an aspect of this to have some consensus. Are we in agreement that what's passing for a DFL now is really a different cat than say 50 years ago? No, question. Not, not even close. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. Are we in agreement? And, and I would argue with you with the exception of the Walter Hudson's of the world, I would argue that the independent Republicans are what they were about 50 years ago. Um, yeah, I did locally. Yes. Nationally, okay. I would, I would argue completely. Well, we're not nationally. We're locally yeah. now. Locally. Okay, so we're agree. in agreement there. Are we in agreement that the DFLers passing themselves off as DFLers are really, really good at playing a, an essentially fairly new political game? Yes. They're better at it than independent Republicans. Are we in agreement there? Mm -hmm. Well, then yes. the task for independent Republicans is to decide how you want to play the game and what you're going to do about it. That's what they have to do. And the problem is uh, they don't have the people in place. Look at when what we had. Because scratch. the people they have in place have been too content with the idea that the ideas of America will would always triumph, that the ideas of America would always succeed. And what the socialists now running us are proving is that they're successful in eliminating those ideas of America. And I think the independent Republicans are uh, in a state of, of great puzzlement. They're puzzled. What the hell do we do? Mm. Because you don't want them to come out and, and start agreeing that the ideas of America are not the answer. But that's They're where we, the answer. we need the likes of Representative O'Neill to continue to ask a lot of questions. And at, at least there's a woman in there fighting the good fight. And she's trying to at least say, OK, I'm reaching across the line here right. to try to find a reasonable conclusion. And without Walls, shouting. Walls uh, part of the part of their uh, war plan is that they lie. Now, all politicians lie, but the socialists are really good liars, mm -hmm. too, because Walsh swore, I'm not signing anything that wasn't <laughs> bipartisan. Well, he signed everything you put in front of his face, right, yeah. and they're not right. bipartisan. And they've all been you know, 34, 33 right. <laughs> Democrats to Republicans. And he's not. So he's lying. That's another good thing they're good at. They lie. Now they all lie, but they lie as part of their platform. They're right. lying as one of their tools and it works for him yes it does would it do any good to hammer him on that i yes i mean we do who's and, going to though and, now, what, yeah. answer, he'll go on cco and talk about butterflies who are well, you they, i was going to say whoever's interviewing him about butterflies should say hey remember gov when there's you no said... one in place on conventional twin cities radio mm -hmm. to do it hmm. 
And, and he knows he's smart enough to know, at least his people are smart enough to know, well, we're not putting him on with sushi. Right? Well, rookie, you chased him <laughs> around the ferry, wouldn't come on. I chased him on the way Sun Country Airline right. a, a right. plane, and he said he was going to. He's not coming on here. Did he ask because for extra peanuts? Part, of, the, part yeah. of what they know, part of what they know in playing the game is they're not going to go on with someone that would disagree with them. Right. I'm not giving up. What if he offered a meat? I would offer a meat, but it would hey you know do you want to gov. do you want to waste meat from Grunhoffers on the governor? To get him on the show? Yes. How about a double smoked ham, governor, to come on with sushi? He looks like he could eat it. All right, you gotta bring your own meat. You gotta bring your meat, double smoked bacon, the 140 flavors of brats, Minnesota beef grown by Minnesota farmers, rookie burgers, town ball meatloaf. It's grilling season, GLers. We are in the very we're ramping up to it. Ramping. Normal people are. GLers have been grilling for a long time, and Grunhofer's is your destination. It's a meat emporium for every, absolutely every kind of. And you know what? More and more, I read that uh, meat's good for you. It's uh, not it, well. We get you so know you that, need to eat a lot of protein. You, you That's have a good meat. part of your diet. Yes. Absolutely. And this, you know, so why not eat the best? Oh, steak! A nice fillet. A oh, nice fillet. They got properly them. properly seared and baked. Oh, I can just see the butter knife cutting right they through. They got them now at Grunhofer's. It's Grunhofer's old fashioned meats. It's the best. They're in Hugo, just at the north end of Hugo on Highway 61, and they're in Forest Lake on Highway 97, east of Interstate 35. Do yourself a treat. Get ready for the weekend. Get ready for midweek, wherever you want to grill. Go to Grunhofer's Old Fashioned Meats. Full disclosure, this was not a Grunhofer's product, but Rook, I got a tri-tip this weekend. No, just I'm telling I'm telling a story. Yeah. And I seared it on the grill and then cut it into oh, squares. Yeah. The burnt tips I bet it of was a tri-tip. Fabulous. And then I did grilled. Oof. What'd you do? What onions? The problem is onions Veggies? and peppers. Um, is, uh, um, it's gone. And uh, she long gone? Yeah. Last night. Last part of it was last night. I made some killer uh I love tri-tip. Potatoes on the uh blackstone. What's killer wrong? what's wrong? Hash browns. On the grill? With bacon. Oh, on the blackstone. On the blackstone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fabulous. On the black stone. I gotta talk Spencer into opening up a place in Jordan. Hey Spence, <laughs> I don't want to drive to you. Come on down here. No S. <laughs> no S, man. But I can't wait to make breakfast on the Blackstone. Eggs? On a nice Sunday morning. Andy knows how to do that. Uh, the Blackstones, the, uh, such a great grill. I love it. Well, where'd you get it? I got it as a Christmas gift from my children. Is it a Fratelloni product? I don't know if uh, Frats sells. I don't think they sell Blackstone. They might be distinct. Blackstone might be something. You, Weber are, are has a product can, similar are, to the Blackstone. Are there people you can hire to come to your house and clean your grill? Yes. And make it look like new? Seriously, reach out to Mike. Because man, somebody ours is in. a little. Uh, well, what do you mean? Well, I just I don't think it's you, been cleaned you, properly after each use. You can take out those <laughs> grills and buy new ones oh. at uh, Fratelloni's. Yeah, oh. the plates. Is it a Weber? You call it. I don't know. It's plugged into the house, whatever that is. It's it's, it's plugged into the gas line of the house. It's hooked up to the gas line of the house. Yeah, yeah, that's handy. 
I don't have that, but I wish I did. Well, you do. You must have a removable. It's a big grill. league one that the guy who built the house gave it to us as a gift. Okay, but you should have below your grill. You should have drip pans or catch. They things. got them. You can get them. So take them out and clean them. I have on occasion. You want Gabe to come over and clean it up? Has he bucks? done that before? No, but he's a he's a good worker. I'd give him a dollar. Okay. Okay. And I'll talk to him. I'll give him a buck. I'll talk to him. Uh, there are people that do that, though, Joe. You know what else? You need to keep those things really spotless to keep away the urban varmints. wildlife. Yep. Well, actually, what you should always do is if it's outside and it stays take it outside. In the house. No, you just take it, get one of those little mousy things and put it next to it. Well, that's not going to stop what a raccoon. What is a mousy thing? A oh, glue pad. Like a, 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 a trap, you mean? Well, the ones that have the poison inside. <laughs> oh, so they, they go in there, eat the, the poison, little, and leave. The houses, the poison houses. Yeah. yeah, but that's not going to stop a raccoon from getting up in there. Or how about an opossum? No, but I for my Blackstone, I've got a cover that clicks on the bottom so they can't get up in yeah, there. Yeah, well, you know what? You're pretty fancy. <laughs> I, just, I just keep mine in my garage. <laughs> the Weber grill that Good, I And all the animals could live in your garage. How are they going to get in they my garage? They get in. They get in. They got away. The, the Weber grill that I have <laughs> from uh, Gertens. I have had for 20 years. Gross. Well, I've changed out the grill things on the bottom. I oh, clean this, it. Uh, John's new is let's go. I was going to say this show's been really good so far, but after that conversation, I'm going to take everything back. Oh, like grill. Uh, Johnny, the grill when you thing. get to the halfway point, throw it yes, to Rookie. Sir. And Rookie, I need your Ray Welter. and Welter. Okay. And your news is brought to us by Professional Turf. Professional Turf. I suppose I better pull up my news, huh? MSNN, that won't work. If you want. How do I get to my email? <laughs> I sure I certainly was giving compliments to the DFL, but well, that's their it's like they don't play fair, but the Republicans are sitting on their hands and they it's... play hard. Okay. The Republicans don't even play. They're fighting for us. I hope it yeah. didn't show in that bit that I just have given up on everybody. So <laughs> no. I see no hope for America. John, I'm getting there. I really am. I'm starting to join Team Height. I just Team Height. Well, you join Team Height. We don't have much of a show. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm just that mindset of well, what's the point? These guys. Well, I'll still, I'll still argue. Are learning to fight back. I just I love when you and defending the, the ideas that made this country yes. great. Haram, 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 haram. Do haram. like crazy bread. They're yeah. Billy. Yeah, Billy. <laughs> Let's go here. <laughs> Johnny the hell bread. was that? Yeah, I'm like crazy bread. Let's go. Joe, do you like a nice crazy bread? Will you hit the thing? The thing. Truth, justice, and the suture. Here's John Height. Why, thank you, Joe. Uh, this news update, uh, when I get to it in just a moment, brought to you by professionalturf.com. Already has my lawn looking very nice. Uh, Has your lawn been cut yet? Uh, I cut it over the weekend, actually. Wow, ours hasn't been cut yet. Yes, I am not cut yet. I could. (laughs) Yikes. Um, Okay, I'm just going to move along to the news now. A sports. Appreciate that. Yeah, you're welcome. A sports note before uh, I continue. Former Vikings quarterback Joe Cap has apparently died. Oh, San Francisco Chronicle reporting Cap's son wrote in an email his father died after a 15-year battle with dementia. Cap, who played for the Vikings starting in 1967, helped lead the team to a Super Bowl appearance in 1970. Cap was 85 
years old. 40 for 60, baby. Was he a good I, guy to cover? Uh, that as old as I am, he was still before my time. Oh, okay. Yeah. I, I forget. Know. Did they win that Super Bowl? I, uh, see, no, you, you they only did, did that they story did to get that cheap <laughs> shot in. Didn't no, you? I have always had admiration for Joe Cap. Do you so guys remember? Didn't Joe? Wasn't he at a banquet or a function something uh, within the last ten years? And wasn't there a dust up at that? Yes, I don't remember the story. Do you remember though. this? Okay, yeah, I thought that I, that I do. Remember. I wonder if the family is interested in having his brain looked at. Oh, uh, because he took a few hits. Yeah. Well, he yeah. had what did you say? Dementia for dementia the last for fifteen years. years. Yeah, yeah. Oh. In news, the Senate did pass legislation here in Minnesota to create a statewide paid family and medical leave policy yesterday. That moves at once. <laughs> One step closer to the governor's desk, the bill, which was passed by the House last week, would allow workers up to 12 weeks of paid family leave and up to 12 more weeks of paid medical leave. It passed the Senate on a party line 34-33 vote. Well, that means he'll veto it, right? Party hey, line Walls, vote? you said you wouldn't sign anything that wasn't bipartisan. Yeah. Uh, all Republican senators oppose the measure. There are some differences between the House and Senate versions. They'll need to be reconciled in a conference committee before the legislature votes on a final version. Supporters say the bill would allow Minnesotans to take care of themselves or family members without having to sacrifice a paycheck. Opponents say the program would create too large of a cost and burden for small businesses in Minnesota. Okay, I rest my case. Look at the front page photograph of the Star Tribune. <clears throat> I don't have it in front of me. Top right. Minnesota AFL-CIO organizer Haley Hilton led a rally for paid family leave Monday at the state capitol. Mm-hmm. Above, Naya Bang-Diang with New with New Republica voiced her support for the bill which passed the Senate. Two photos of activists crowding into the capitol while small business owners were out working. Right. Yep. That's, that's this, the They know what they're doing. And what did they get? front page coverage in the newspaper that's my case there was a a spokesperson from i believe it was the stillwater school district yesterday saying that the paid family will greatly impact education budgets in the state of minnesota i'm sure we have to increase them don't we well i'm saying that's probably what's next Why? because teachers will use it you mean well think of how many different employees all of these various schools have and how that's going to impact they're a little top heavy in administration can some of those morons okay (laughs) i don't think that's going to happen i found the story uh johnny uh joe cap this was 2011 apparently almost got into a brawl with former cfl star and pro wrestler by the name of angelo mosca at a function in Vancouver. There so you go. there you go. Well, maybe Joe shouldn't have been going to events if he was suffering from dementia. Yeah, I'm not sure. Funeral arrangements for that Wisconsin deputy shot and killed on duty will be announced this afternoon. 29-year-old deputy Katie Lysing was responding to reports of a driver in the ditch near Glenwood City, Wisconsin, shot and killed by 34-year-old Jeremiah Johnson, who later took his own life. A Lysing leaves behind a wife and an infant son, and we've now learned more about Johnson, too. Oh. He was on supervised release following a years-long prison stint after pleading guilty in 2015 to two felonies kidnapping and criminal sexual conduct. Johnson, formerly of Stillwater, had moved to Shakopee within the past year. His criminal record is dotted with petty misdemeanors and gross misdemeanors, traffic violations, a DWI when he refused to submit to a sobriety test, giving officers a false name, and violation of a no-contact order in a domestic abuse case. 
Molly Bruner, director of Scott County Community Corrections, said Johnson had been in compliance with his conditions of supervised release, which included attending chemical dependency and sex offender programming and treatment. Another case of uh, this guy should have not been out. Star Tribune reporting one man was killed, another injured when they ran a red light early Tuesday on a stolen motorcycle and hit an SUV at a well-traveled Minneapolis intersection. It happened about 1.45 this morning at 26th Street in South Hiawatha. The stolen motorcycle was heading west, went through a red light, struck an SUV in the intersection, according to police. man in his 40s on the motorcycle died at the scene. A man in his 30s riding with him taken by emergency responders to HCMC with what the report says are injuries of unknown severity. The SUV driver was not hurt. Identities of the injured man and the SUV driver have yet to be released. St. Cloud State University campus alert system by accident, erroneously, sent out a message warning people of an active shooter last night. Oh, my God. An email, an email alerting people of a suspicious person was sent to university students, faculty, and staff at 10.45 p.m., along with a text message warning people of an active shooter. Screenshots show the text advising recipients to run, hide, fight. An update well, where do you run to if you don't know? Updated alert telling folks to disregard the previous message was sent about five minutes after that message included information on a reported suspicious person and advised people to stay inside. An email with updated info sent out at 1120 said the suspicious person was in custody. St. Cloud police made contact with the person who was taken to the hospital without incident. No crime was committed, according to officials. The university officials released a statement this morning saying there was a suspicious person on campus, not an active shooter. Um, I, that's a horrible, that's, that's unfortunate. Um, but you know how my brain works. How I many, don't. How that, many, that's what I'm puzzled by. I don't know how it works. <laughs> how that's many, what keeps um, me up at night. How many, uh, <laughs> not saying that I would have done this in, in any means, uh, attending Mankato, but how many young male St. Cloud students might have said, Honey, we, we, hey, we better hide down. This could this, be it. This could be the last one. Oh, I see. The, the old canning apricots. I see yeah. what you're saying. Could yeah. be my last. Let me protect you. That, that Why don't you come to my door? Yeah, I'll we'll, take care we'll, of you. We'll hunker down right. here. Sure. Apparently, all it took for one Minneapolis City Council member was to see it with his own eyes. Council member Jason Chavez says steps need to be taken immediately to address safety at a troubled light rail section where oh. he's... He saw a man get shot we Saturday must do night. something about this. Wow, is it 2018? Yeah. Chavez, who represents the city's ninth ward, made the call for action after he witnessed a shooting at about 10.30 Saturday night on Lake Street Midtown Station that left a man in critical condition. No arrests have been made, but police have what they say is a pretty good idea who fired the shots on the street level on the south side of the station. The incident shook Chavez after he saw it. In a Facebook posting, he wrote, I'm still triggered from hearing these gunshots and seeing a person drop to the ground. Chavez went on to say that shootings, along with drug use, overdoses, deteriorating infrastructure, and accumulation of debris have become commonplace at the station. He said his office has been working with Metro Transit, Hennepin County, state and local officials, and community partners on finding additional solutions. Chavez said in his Facebook posting, I acknowledge we need to act with more urgency. The reality is we need to move dollars into these areas now. I'm committed to finding and shifting dollars immediately within the yeah. city to address this. South Minneapolis well, residents deserve I'd require better. all public officials to uh, commute only by light rail. They would not be allowed to commute any other way. 
Hmm. That's not bad. So, is this know. somewhat of a well, not ray of hopes, probably too too strong, but his eyes are opened. I mean, you're talking no, about the what first you're thing this guy said is we need more money. Oh. He doesn't get it either. But yeah, he gets it. He's a mysterian. That uh, that's wraps up our local portion of the news. Why don't we take a small break and talk to our buddy, the rookie, before we get to the rest of the news? That sounds like a really good plan. And I want to tell you right now that Welter Heating uh, does a great job, not only with their performance, but when you want to pay the bill. What did I do today? Today I got up. I had to pay the bill called 612-825-6867. I talked to the young lady that answered the phone right away and said, I need to pay my bill. Can I give you my credit card? Yep. Bingo, bango, bongo. The balance due is zero. It's just that so easy. It's so easy. And it's easy to make an appointment, too. You go to their website, welterheating.com, hit request now, and you'll get a quote online. Also, they're just giving this away, too. I told Rick, you can't just give this away. There's a Q&A. If you have problems or you have questions, they actually tell you what the answer is or the, what the easy fix is or what you need to do. So there's so many. There's maintenance tips. There's all sorts of uh, how they replace stuff, how they install things. You can learn so much by their website, welterheating.com. Call them or visit them online, welterheating.com. Tell me you heard it from the rookie. For all your heating, cooling, and air purification needs, it's welterheating at welterheating.com. Blackstone. I wonder if anybody's calling on them. Boy, there's a hell of a Netflix series I'm watching. What are you watching? What's that? Drive to Survive. Drive to Survive. It's, it's uh, F1. Formula oh, One racing. Got it. Isn't that the one Andy watched that got him into F1? Yes. Because... Uh, F1 has seen a surge in popularity. Well, it's a because long of that. story. Uh, we got time. No, we don't. <laughs> I'm watching the knockoff Netflix. It's well, called... the old the old guy who ran F1 was a guy named Bernie Ecclestone, and he kept it yes. as kind of a private party. You know, champagne only, very sure. select, very exclusive. And then it's now owned by Americans. Oh, I didn't know. And that. they've uh, they just had a race this weekend in Miami. And the Americans have brought to it, you know, the cutting-edge stuff. Yeah. Uh, Bernie didn't even want the drivers to Instagram. I mean, uh, now the, the goal of the Americans is to develop an American driver who will be a big hit. Uh, it's just a big, uh, it's just a big deal now. Hmm. I have no idea what you're talking about. Formula One auto racing. <laughs> F1. I'm watching the FU. I'm watching the late night series <laughs> FU on Netflix. Yeah. So it's just what a show about driving cars? That's it. That for you, that would be a good enough explanation. <laughs> Around the track. And That's and right. four laps. Yep. Your turn, Larry. <laughs> <laughs> now let's go get some champagne. No, well. Why is it an exclusive? Seriously, I'm, I'm giving you crap, but I'm you also should, have no you idea. You should watch one episode because it's breathtaking. It's give, just me the, breathtaking. give me the premise, for real. Some guys are gathered F1 around. is the highest level of automobile racing in the world. Okay. Uh, the cars are the fastest. The drivers are the most daring. And 
Are they seriously on a circular track? No, it can be any shape. Okay. And it's mostly for, road courses. For years, F1 has been the province of only Europe and Asia and Spain, South America. And America has been really, really slow to to get in on the action. Okay. Well, is now, the now they're elite? in on the action. Is this the social elite or is this everyone? Now it's everyone because the Americans are making it everyone. Okay. When, before the Americans, it was social elite only. There is no, I know this for a fact, There, because I've had a number of relatives that have raced, and I'm not joking, but uh, at Elko Speedway, it's no champagne, but a lot of natural light in the uh, pits and whatnot. Natty light. Hey, I've uh, been on the track in Elko. Yeah. I have two. Uh, I have two. You know what, though? Who's the guy, Wayne Eddy? Yeah. Yeah. Saturday nights at Elko are kind of fun. Uh, you know, that... you're a long way from F1 at Elko. You think so? Yeah. <laughs> Joe, let's go. A Saturday night this summer. I can't. I got to do something. You won't even go to see the car show in Henderson. That's too far. You know who was a really good driver? <laughs> Seriously, at the Elko thing, he won it. Hines. He was, he was. Johnny? Johnny Hines was, he was the first. I was last. Oh, it was a media? It was a media deal. He Rook didn't was win in first anything. gear hugging the. Yeah, I had my blinker on. <laughs> I was going fast, and I was only going about 30. Same. I, I was crapping my pants, but Heinz was just. I would thrash you guys. What I didn't like was the claustrophobia. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know how they get out. So how the F1 drivers get in those cars is beyond me. Well, how they can maintain oh. the speed. John, that would not be a good car for you. That would not. It sounds no. awful. You wouldn't be able to awful. drive. You'd have I to got fly. sweaty, sweaty just thinking about it. Yeah. <laughs> but Chico, come in. Chico, can you hear us? Chico. Get me out of here. I'm hanging upside down and the scar's on fire. That I'm was happening one of the reasons. In a God. Pair of handcuffs. The, uh, okay. I, had, I was going to tell you guys this before. I didn't have time because uh, the break ended. But uh, Meatballs 3, the, the, the plot is the ghost of a dead porn star comes to Earth to help uh, a nerd with his sex life. I mean, who okay. can't forget that? Is, that? Who, I, I've got to see who wrote that. Who have you that? ever heard of a driver named Jackie Stewart? Oh, yeah. Sure, Jackie Stewart. Well, he was okay, more... That's F one. That's early F one. With, with the open air, there was an Indy car. Like they look like Indy similar. cars, but they're not Indy cars. Okay, descendant of famous yes. actor Jimmy Jackie Stewart. No, no. Mary, Mary, don't you wash my car? Some soldiers <laughs> took it out to get it washed, sir. <laughs> Wait, that was stripes. Jackie used to do, he used to announce too, because I remember he'd get very excited and his accent would get stronger. Right. I do remember that on like ABC's Wide, wide World, World of Sports. Of sports yep. What in the oh. wide, wide world of sports is going on? You here? know, Jackie, I'm in the pitch. Let's change tires. Johnny, getting Rook to agitate the bear, it's almost like a, I push the button, you know, it's like, fun, a, well, yeah. I want to select this one right now. You know how long it takes to change tires on an F1 car? Three seconds. One second. Wow. Really? It would no take way. a little bit longer. To get it off, two seconds. It's in a blink of an eye. Well, I, I'd imagine, but there's no way it's one second. I, I'll, I, I, I've wasted my breath trying to enlighten you idiots, and you're going to you're wow. talking about Elko, and you're doing Jimmy Stewart impressions. I don't hey. know why I waste my time. Okay, then let me try this out on you. No, let's not. Meatballs three summer job, <laughs> hundred and thirty six <laughs> minutes of quality quality video audio and action. I have said this, and I'm not joking, rookie. You you used to work in the industry. God yes. help me. There God, should be a chain of movie theaters, whether it's a three screen, whatever, yeah. and all they do is show old movies. There would be well there would attended. be 
Yes, 100%. There, I would go to, I'm not going to go to the whatever theater and go watch the latest Marvel flick. I don't give a damn. Right. But I am going to go sit and watch. How many ads are left? Quite a few. How many? Four. <laughs> Quite really? Yes. Well, is there so. one coming up here? Yes. Let's go. Are you ready? Let's I go. Think, uh, We're done at 1.30. More important, I think uh, the ghost of dead porn star was played by Shannon Tweed. So just oh, so you know. Oh, okay. Oh, Hello. Isn't that uh, that Kiss guy's wife? Yes, yeah, Gene Simmons' wife. Yeah. Here we go. You ready? Yeah. Okay. Mary. <laughs> Mate Schmate. Here's Joe Suchere. You know, when I want to sit down and watch a film from 1984, I want a nice cool glass of water from Hopperman Water, Joe. They're an independent water treatment dealer, and they're busy this time of the year, so now's the time to get on the schedule. Hopperman offers sales, service, and rental options for Kinetical water treatment systems that can include an, a water softener, maybe an iron rust or an odor filtration system, or a brand new drinking water system. A new system from Kinetico is going to do so many things that other water softeners just simply can't do. It's going to drastically cut down on your salt usage, but it's also going to protect your appliances. So get on that schedule today and have somebody come out and test your water at your home, 952-894-4040. That's 952-894-4040, or visit their website, hoffermanwater.com, and you can see everything that they have on their website. Hofferman Water has been proudly serving the state of Minnesota for over 50 years. Please tell them you heard about them here on the Garage Logic Podcast. Thank you, Mr. Reavers. It's lovely pacing, by the way. In other news. Why are you so nice to me? Are you going to rip me after the show? No. Okay. I love you, Chris. You know that. I love you too, uh, John. Russia set out just one old tank and some armored personnel carriers for its Victory Day parade on Moscow's Red Square today as Vladimir Putin's depleted military continues to suffer losses in Ukraine. In his speech, watched by scores of uniformed soldiers, military officials, and leaders of former Soviet nations, Putin claimed that Russia wants peace while accusing the Western elite of waging a real war against his invading troops. With snipers watching the crowd closely, he welcomed soldiers fighting in Ukraine who were present at the parade and framed his ongoing illegal invasion as being the same as the Soviet fight against Nazi Germany in World War II. Not really. Dozens of military vehicles, including armored personnel carriers, trucks, and intercontinental ballistic missile launchers rolled through the city. However, there was only one tank on display. Usually, there's a lot of tanks in this parade. Well, the only model today that appeared in the parade was a T-34, which Russia used in World War II. Yep, she barely made it through the route. Jeez. There were no military aircraft flying over Red Square. They usually do when all of this goes on display. The first time in years, the parade ended in under an hour. It's like Her Melvin Carter without any fireworks for St. Paul. <laughs> <laughs> the fared down celebrations came after ambiguous official reports last week that two Ukrainian drones flew into the heart of Moscow reached the Kremlin before being shot down. The Kremlin billed it as an attempt on Putin's life. Ukraine denied any involvement. A social media page appearing to belong to that gunman who killed eight people at a Dallas-area outlet mall has shared extremist beliefs with rants against Jews, women, and racial minorities posted since September, as well as posts about struggling with mental health. 33-year-old Mauricio Garcia maintained a profile on the Russian social networking platform 
ok.ru, including posts referring to extremist online forms such as 4chan and content from white nationalists, including Nick Fuentes, the anti-Semitic white nationalist provocateur from the U.S., he also posted photos of a flak vest emblazoned with patches, one of them with the initialism for right-wing death squad. Another post included a series of shirtless pictures with visible white power tattoos, including SS lightning bolts and a swastika. Authorities have not revealed the motive for the shooting. They say they're still investigating. Senior law enforcement source said the gunman's social media site is part of that investigation. Latest sentencing in the January 6th riots at the U.S. Capitol has ended with a former Navy reservist who had a top security clearance sentenced to four years in prison yesterday on felony and misdemeanor charges stemming from the Capitol riot. Hatchet Speed of Vienna, Virginia, worked for a defense contractor on January 6th, 2021. He was sentenced in Washington, D.C. for obstructing Congress's certifications of the 2020 presidential election results. And the guy's name was Hatchet Speed. Hatchet Speed, that's correct. Pretty cool name. Researchers have discovered that an AI tool can identify individuals at high risk for pancreatic cancer up to three years before it can be diagnosed. According to the research published in the journal Nature Medicine, the diagnosis is based solely on the patient's medical records. Pancreatic cancer is one of the most lethal forms of cancer, and this discovery offers hope of earlier diagnosis and, therefore, better chances of survival. As of right now, pancreatic cancer is difficult to diagnose early on, leading to a low survival rate. Without any population-based tools to screen for pancreatic cancer, only individuals with a family history of the disease or certain genetic mutations are screened. This approach leaves out cases that fall outside those categories okay i got a question can you yeah. live without a pancreas no because it processes all the stuff yeah all the fat and stuff like that because if you can spot it three years ahead of time and you could remove it bing bang boom but i guess you can't just live without one uh those of you that are heeding my medical advice i am not a licensed doctor right. i just <laughs> pulled that out of nowhere just according to uh, utswmed.org, yeah. given the importance of the pancreas as an organ, you might think living without one is impossible, like trying to live without a heart. But you can, in fact, live without a pancreas. This is an article dated there November 30th of 2016. Take there you are. Hmm. Take that sucker out. Well, I wonder why you don't I... beat pancreatic cancer. No, but I, that's the next medical breakthrough. Let's start working on the pancreas. Thanks to advancements in medicine and the technology with which to administer it, we can now more effectively than ever reproduce what the pancreas does when it becomes necessary to remove all or part of the organ because of pancreatic cancer or other pancreatic oh. diseases. Cool. Well, or this they, was a ray of hope. That just, news item was a ray of hope. Okay. Yes, it was. And AI being used for something good, not right. for something bad. Right. Yeah. Right. A foreign object came crashing through the roof of a home in New Jersey. It happened at a home located in Hopewell Township in Mercer County. Police say the object hit the roof, went onto a hardwood floor of the residence, measured at four inch, uh, four inches by six inches. It's believed to be a meteorite. Huh. Hopewell Township police think the possible meteorite could have been related to the recent Etta Aquirids meteor shower. The ranch-style home was occupied at the time of the incident. Luckily, no injuries reported. Officials have contacted several agencies to help positively identify the object. The investigation is ongoing. Hmm. Police allege 
let's I'm glad Kenny's not here for this one. Police allege a sleeping hotel guest in Nashville, Tennessee woke up to find the night manager sucking on his toes. Oh my god. Wow. 52 his year old toes or his toes. The, the guest toes. Wow. The manager was sucking on the, yeah. Suspect, wake up and say, hey, I'm into that. Kenny would have said you pay extra for that. <laughs> 52 year old David Neal's the suspect. Uh the manager uh no, uh, I said that wrong. He's not the suspect. David Neal, 52, the manager of the Hilton Nashville downtown. He is the suspect. Oh my God. Has now been arrested and charged with aggravated burglary and assault. Nashville police say the manager made a key card to gain access to the hotel room. Came in about five in the morning on March 30th. The guest from Texas named Peter Brennan told police he woke up to find Neal sucking on his toes. I'd find that unnerving. Well, you think? Why, why yeah. didn't the guy have that second latch? Oh, I don't know. You know why he, didn't the guy kick him in the face? Well, he kind of liked it. Yeah, the worst thing, realized... too, Joe, is he was right next to the ice machine. Yeah. In the Brennan, hotel room. Brennan you find said that unnerving, don't you? I don't. I try to get a room not near the ice machine. <laughs> Brennan said he jumped up screaming, according to Nashville's News Channel 5. Brennan said he confronted Neil as he recognized him as one of the hotel employees who had entered his room the previous day to help fix his TV. He said, I could see he was wearing a uniform. He still had his name tag on. He was talking to me, but not giving me any subst uh, substantial answers. Neil admitted to police entering the guest room, but claimed it was because he had smelled smoke, wanted to check on the guest. However, the, authority, the, toes were on fire. You know, <laughs> however the authorities noted oh, Neil had not yeah, told yeah. security about the apparent smell of smoke, and there were no other complaints about a smoke smell. The manager was arrested at his home in Lebanon, Tennessee. He's jailed on $27,000 bond, according to WKRN. I don't even want to uh, guess what uh, Freudian problem that might indicate. Yeah, toes just, you know, what they're for walking. Are, they're, they're pretty they're bad. They're, they're pretty bad. They're, they're just to hold you up. Yeah. And speaking of Nashville. We have a uh, granddaughter who's uh, uh, quite a character, and mm -hmm. she has told people, that I've made my money in life by charging people to see my feet. <laughs> she said that I okay. I display my feet and that people pay to like see Like a webcam them. situation. Yeah, yeah. How much uh, do you get for that, Joe? I'm just curious. Oh, Is that extra? I don't know what she said people or what I charge, but I think it was a dollar. Oh, my Lord. Uh, I've been quite successful you know, at it. Boy, I'm going to think we need to take and run with that one. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's actually... That's actually the secret of the mayor's success. Oh, he's got the bad feet. timing. They got bad feet. John, thank you. Okay, sure. That we was, think. That was fantastic. <laughs> uh, what, uh, where are we here? Oh, we, yeah. <laughs> I'll just do that. How old is this uh, child? She'd be six. <laughs> now she just turned seven. Grandma sells pictures of his feet. Oh, it's worse than that. I, I It's in person. You line up and you give me a dollar. <laughs> there and, it is. and you get to see the feet. Look at that. Maybe we should do that at the fair this year. Oh, raise that's money, a great raise money idea. For, raise money for charity. There's probably some foot illness out there we could raise money for. I'm going to keep my mouth shut. Yeah. Cliff and mouth. Ooh. Who would like to see my feet? How many ads left? Three? No, I was just kidding. Well, how many? None. Oh. Oh. 
Chris. Maybe I hope so. If I can find, I certainly hope so. Well, Kenny, uh, not being here is problematic. Has he got the vid? I don't know. My response to him was, "Okay, okay." Kenny doesn't like to communicate a lot via the texting. Well, he just doesn't like to communicate a lot in general. Right. Um, shoot. He's up there in some drafty farmhouse with a shawl over him. <laughs> I need a shawl. Uh, you know, it's a pain when you uh, lose your debit card and it's tied to all your subscriptions and stuff. That's why I don't have one. And then you have to go change all of them. And I get notices like I just got that, hey, we tried to take money to pay your monthly subscription, but uh, your card's on. So now I got to go in and update that. That is a pain. <clears throat> well, you solve that by not having a debit card. I left my card, I think, card. in an antique store in uh, in Buffalo, I think. The hell were you doing at an antique store in Buffalo? Uh, I love Buffalo. So is my wife. They got cool stores. Jess's mom it. used to live there. Oh, really? It is a neat city. It looks cool, too, when you drive over that hill and you see the lake. Yep. Very nice. Yeah, Joe, what do you great. think of Buffalo, Minnesota? That's great. Yeah. Is that up there on 23 or 25? 25. I think I had to and cover a rodeo once in Buffalo. You would have. Jess's brother competed in that a couple summers ago. That's who he was doing an interview on. No. <laughs> I would doubt it. You know what that is, too? That's some good people watching. The old Buffalo Rodeo. Buffalo Rodeo. I wouldn't know. I was working. Oh, I wasn't. Sometimes I was observing. I would say sometimes in life, I think life is like a rodeo. <laughs> Trick is to ride and make it to the end, right? That's right. Rook, you, get going here? you would like the Mill Creek Inn, Rook, and uh, Buffalo Wheat there. They got oh, killer burgers. Yeah, yeah. Well, let me know next time. <laughs> Come pick I'm, not, me I'm, up. Not, I'm not bringing you with. Sorry. Sometimes I think. Joe, are you ready? Like uh, okay. Was that Fogarty? That was Fogarty, yep. Okay. It's the end of the world as we know it, and he feels fine. Joe Souchere. Only because they come to us. Yes, sir. All the way from Fernandia, the villages, Florida, from the traveling limits. On this day. Joe, today is May 9th. In 1887. The Fairbowl Furniture Factory burned. Built in 1856, the factory was the first in the state hmm. to manufacture items for wholesale trade. I wonder where it was. I'm wondering why Fairbowl gets so many notices in this day in history. Because Fairbowl's a great city. And people this, from there are amazing. Uh -huh. <laughs> On this day in 1918, Orville Freeman was born in Minneapolis. He served as the state's governor. From 1955 to 1961, and later U.S. Secretary of Agriculture. While governor, he responded to the 1959 strike at the Wilson and Company packing houses in Albert Lee by declaring martial law and closing the plant. Hmm. On this day in oh, 1921, and I did not know this, although from doing this day in history, I should have right. remembered this. Daniel Berrigan was born in Virginia, Minnesota. Huh. An author and a radical Catholic priest, Berrigan wrote about social responsibility and played an active role in the anti-war movement 
during the Vietnam era. Didn't he leak the Pentagon Papers to the New York Times? No, that was Ellsberg. That was Ellsberg. Ellsberg, yeah. And later protested nuclear armament. His brother Philip, also a radical priest, was born October 5th, 1923. So the Berrigan brothers were from Virginia. I did not know that. That's why I do these. In 1998, on this day, May 9th, a lot of lawyers in the Twin Cities ran out and bought BMWs. The suit, State of Minnesota versus Philip Morris, <laughs> was settled when the defendants, tobacco companies, agreed to pay Minnesota and Blue Cross $6.5 billion in total. Wow. The settlement was the ended. score on that? A, a very nice. Yeah. Uh, he landed on his feet. The settlement ended the company's chain of legal victories and turned the tide in anti-tobacco efforts throughout the nation. And finally, I have a quick question on that. Where did the vast majority of them, outside of lawyers, where did the rest of that money go to? Well, it went to the state. Right, you wouldn't know it. it got That's what I'm saying. Swallowed up. Okay, and, you know, supposed to be used for anti-programs and whatnot. Advertising. Yeah. On this day in 2001, May 9th. the Dalai Lama Tenzin Guyatso, head of state and spiritual leader of the Tibetan community worldwide, visited the Twin Cities and shared his message of compassion, tolerance, kindness, and peace. Now, is this the same Dalai Lama who was in the news recently for some... I think the sexual one impropriety. Kiss the boy. Yeah. Kiss the boy. Dalai Lama of common sense. That's yeah. right. Joe's <laughs> right. So he says to the Lama, yeah. I says, hey, how about <laughs> something, you know, for the effort? And he said, on your deathbed, you'll have total consciousness, which is nice. So I got, that. Nice. So I got that going for him. Was me. he a big hitter? Long. Yeah. Flowing robes. The um, the flowing. I know robes. you were interested. The Faribault Furniture Factory was right on the river back in the 1800s. Oh, that makes really? sense. Everything was built on the river. Why did Faribault get so much attention in this day in history? Joe, we're an important cog in the Minnesota wheel. And it was it was there early, right? Probably. Oh yeah. Well, that furniture factory was built in yeah. 1856. One more addendum to today in history: the Berrigans moved to New York when he was five. Oh, so and Virginia there. doesn't count. Yeah, just tell he was. Boy, we love to claim anybody, though, don't we? We do, especially in this day in history. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, so I, it's Lane. unlikely there's a plaque or anything in Virginia <laughs> yeah, it's commemorating their birth there. Right. Uh, thank you, GLers. You know, you can get a good burger, John told me there. In Virginia? Yeah. No, Buffalo. Oh, that's it. It's Buffalo. Well, no, Mill, Mill Creek Inn. It's wonderful. I Mill don't Creek. know the nickname to the Virginia high school team. Aren't they the... Beef, Beef Rivers, the Prowlers, which I think is a great I'm going to find out while Rook closes this out. Virginia. What was Virginia? Something to do with mining? Rook, Pot MN, all that stuff. Oh, yeah, that's right. we got to close out the show here. Don't Blue Devils. <laughs> the Blue Devils? The Blue Devils. I wouldn't have got that, but I pride myself on yeah. nicknames. Hey, Pod MN on your smartphone is your library for all sorts of podcasts that may or may not interest you. Maybe you don't want to find a new one. If you do, go to Pod MN on your smartphone. Don't forget, please don't forget to go to YouTube and subscribe to Garage Logic because we do have some great videos that will entertain you as well. And if that's not enough, go to garagelogic.com, sign up for the town council, and you will get a Fratelloni's Hardware and Garden Stores $10 gift card. Uh-oh, fact base. That was Virginia, Oregon. <laughs> Rewind the tape.
I'm kidding. It was Virginia, Minnesota. I was having a laugh. Wonder what blue? Uh, why blue? Hibbing is the blue. I bet jacket. you know what I bet they had. I bet they had a nickname of Indian or something, and they changed it to Blue Devil. Yeah, but Hibbing's the Blue Jackets. Blue and, paint. And Virginia paint. is uh, the Blue Devils. Is My, blue uh, peculiar to mining? I wonder. Blue, blue, blue. Well, I guess I, I, I shouldn't say that. It doesn't look like the name was changed at any point. They were established in 1893. My high school is still the Mandan Braves with a chief in a headdress as the... Did the some tribe uh, sign off on that, I wonder? Uh, not that I know of, but of course the tribe that's famous is the Mandan Indians, the Help mm -hmm. Lewis and Clark. Mm -hmm. uh, DF, uh, GL makes... Johnny, will you send me news stories, please? Oh, thank you, yes. Give me one second, Mr. Mayor, and I'll be right with you. Uh, today is the ninth. Oops. All right, I am ready. Another long GL debate, period. Yep. DFLers are very good at what they do. Okay, period. Uh, that's it. And then John Height News. That took up All right. an hour. Well, the way that that looks, so it makes it look like they're good at their job. You want to say they're very good at what they do, comma, getting elected. Bringing about mystery. Okay. <clears throat> All right. See you, Johnny. Let's see you, Rookster. About the mystery. Building a mystery. Sarah McLaughlin. <laughs> Big hit. A song I hadn't thought about in a while. I knew he was going to sing that song. What kind of candy bar? Uh, this is a... <laughs> what kind of candy bar? A Moser... Uh, I don't do that. It is a dark chili. It's hot. Oh, Dark chili. Oh, dark chili. Got to eat that on the toilet. That's how it comes out. Heard on the show. I didn't know that that guy was from Shakopee. Did we just find that out today? The guy that shot. Uh, yeah, I, I didn't know it until I read the paper today. Good Lord. Yeah, he should have been. He should not have been out and about, John. Well, he served a sentence, though. That's See, there's, there's your issue. Oh, he did. Yeah, I'm sorry. Maybe I should have said that. I, you probably didn't. I didn't hear that. Part. I did. I said he was on supervised release after serving a sentence. Jesus. <sighs> yeah, about that. And it, did you read anything about him or no? Yeah, the I, the quote I saw from the neighbor lady was a little puzzling. Well, I was uh -huh. hoping he was going to get his life together, or some crap like that, or you know, I wonder what happened to him because he's still young or something like that. You, did you see why he was in prison though? Why it, it was, was sexual misconduct, wasn't it? Well, a woman, a young girl, well, eighteen year old, it sounded like, passed out at a party. He uh, threw her, threw her over his shoulder, put her in his car, and drove away. And somebody called the police, said, "Hey, we're worried about our friend." They went to his house, and she was there un, unclothed, uh, and uh, had showed signs of being sexually uh, molested, and uh, 
he said, what difference does it make? She's 18. It's like, oh. um, okay. Oh, no, 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 no. So no, that's no. why he ended up in prison. How long did he serve? Uh, his sentence was, if I remember right now, I can't remember, but uh, seven, seven and a half years and he had to serve, or no, it was 14 years and he had to serve three quarters of it or something oh. like that. And he served, or two thirds of it. And he served it and, uh, yeah. Yeah. He doesn't sound like a good guy. And then all the no. other stuff was just little piddly crap. That Let's go back guys... to what I said yesterday. Step one should have been just take yourself out and do us all a favor. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm sure he thought, you know, oh no, because he was on whatever they call it, not probation. Release. Yeah. And he couldn't drink and he was being tested every whatever. I'm almost done here. Sorry. That's all right. Sorry. It's okay. God almighty. Yeah. Okay. Just sent it. Okay. Thanks, then. I'm wondering why your stuff is going to my spam. Is it still going to spam? No, it did spam, yesterday. Spam, though. spam, spam. Yesterday was weird. Though. I remember I had a problem sending it to, I don't know why. So maybe it was the whatever. Um, yes. Yes. Chris. Somebody was, I don't know if this is a cheap shot at the Twins, but talking about Twins attendance or something like that. Because they haven't sold out any of these games. It's Padres-Cubs, right? Uh, Padres and Cubs, yep. Yeah. Because I have a friend that's that wanted to bring his son. He's from here, but he married a, a gal in college, and they, they reside... Oh, what part of Illinois are they in? Um, anyway, his kid's a massive Cubs fan, so he says, hey, should I go? I said, yeah, just park in the ramp. You're fine. Yeah. But they ultimate. this was a conversation I had with them about, I don't know, two weeks ago. And then I, I didn't even check back to see if they made it. I said, yeah, if you, if you, because I think they're staying at his parents' house, which is in southern Minnesota. But anyway, he, they were going to drive up for the game, and he said, you know, what should we do? I said, we'll just park in one of the ramps that connect to Target Field, because he's been at Target Field before. And I said, you'll be fine, you know. Yeah. But I don't know if they ended up coming. Because he said something. He goes, well, I heard their attendance is bad. I said, I, I can't tell you. I I haven't yeah. been to a game yet this year. It was for the Yankees, but that it was so freaking. That's the night I went. And yeah. God almighty, it was cold. But that kind of surprised me that they wouldn't have sold out the Cubs series. Because the Cubs yeah, series weren't yeah. bad. They're not awful. Yeah. Plus, I think the weather's supposed to be decent, isn't it? Right. So. You'd think they'd do better. You'd think, wouldn't you? See you, Rook. See you, Rook. Plus the pods, although I don't know if they travel well. I got you. Gotta you got. Although you have to, uh, you got to get out to a game there, John. You'd love that ballpark. Oh, in San Diego. Yeah, yeah. I should. There's a few ballparks I'd like to get to. Do that. Uh, do the pods, and then go Dodger uh, Angels. Yeah. No. Dodgers don't interest me even a little. And the stadium doesn't really either. Well, plus, I i mean, I, I want to do it. I just don't want to deal with L.A. Dill loved, uh, he went to, boy, I don't know, probably half a dozen games in Anaheim. He loved that stadium. See, I want to do, if I'm going to do it, so we got to check them off the list. We've only got, let's see, how many have we got? I've done about 18, but the boys have only done about five. But we knocked out two last summer. Uh, right? 
didn't we? I yeah. was at Barnes and Noble and in the sports section of books, you know, mm-hmm. they have, they sell a, it's a, I don't know how to describe it. But it uh, it's a picture of all the ballparks so that you can keep a checklist. I, of where, I have where that. Been. Oh, you do? Yeah. Okay. And Wait, it's a, it's a book you said? It's a, yeah, it's about this tall. Well, you can't, I suppose. I don't know. Yeah. You know, yeah. Uh, you know and this, uh, and just thin, but it's got drawings of the ballparks. Oh, okay. So and mine's you, different. Mine is, uh, I've got the big map. Okay. Yep. And then it has all of the ballparks. So what you do is you take, you, you got a pin. So you put your pin on ah, your map. Sure. And sure. that's in my basement. It's sweet. And then this, what you this, do is you mark the ones you've been to. And then you like the yellow flag is to signify the one that we're going to go to next. Got it. Yeah, this one, I, I didn't uh, look closely, but it looks like you just, you take it, you check it off and you make notes. If well, you here's want. all. Because she had asked me, she said, well, you know, for summer travel. And I said, because uh, we did spring break. I said, uh, summer travel is going to be a bit light, dear, because of money. <laughs> anyway, and I thought, you know, we talked about this way back when. And I thought, oh, crap, you know what we could do? I said, because I don't know if we're going to be able to do a baseball trip this summer. Yeah. I said, you know what we could do? Because <laughs> we were in Florida. I said, we could go to the opening day of the Rays because they were hosting like Detroit. <laughs> And I said, because we're already going to be in Florida. But she said, well, but because the, they were flying back from Fort Myers. And then, and I had to go through Tampa anyway. Yep. And, but then she said, well, yeah, but then you got to come back down and drive us to the airport. I went, oh, shit, that's right. What I should have done was send them back on a plane from Tampa and we could have done it. But there you go. Plus, the Rays are good. Yeah, they're, they are good. But that, yeah. Hey, we went to this concrete dump. <laughs> then we could have checked it off the list. I'd like to go. There's a couple of East Coast ones I'd like to go. Pittsburgh. You haven't been to the new Yankee Stadium, have you? I haven't been. To, no, I was never the old Yankee Stadium. I was never to any Yankee Stadium. I've never what? seen the Yankee home game. What? I've never been to New York. We had this discussion before. I've never oh, yeah, been to have. the East Coast. You're right. I've been only on this side of the world. In <laughs> fact, I went, though, the year it was for my 30th birthday, just got tickets to go to the Twins Yankees. Oh, back before we had kids and we used to have fun. <laughs> Oh, I miss those days. Sometimes. No, I love being a dad. It's great. Um, But we, it was the last year of the old Yankee Stadium. And she, for yep. some reason, she knew that. And I thought, oh, my God. Huh. That's awesome. So we went and the Twins got killed. But it didn't. Yeah. It, it was just, it was sweet. But that stadium stunk. Oh, my. Yeah. I mean, as in it, the smell was yeah. awful. Yeah, I've heard that. I've heard that. Um, But they were, the new one was almost done because it was basically, you know, across the whatever yeah. from it. It's weird with the new uh, where you're playing every team. All all those teams could finish above 500 without having to play each other as much. Oh yeah, which is because really I watched. Who are the Orioles playing Sunday? The Braves. I watched a little bit yeah. of that game. Yep. Yeah. They look good. They yeah. always. They always your team looks talent. dreadful. Well, they don't look dreadful. They just look uh, like. Uh, they got some issues, Chris, uh, with injuries. I don't know if you've noticed. Like well, I half, feel really half their bad starting for staff, you know, hasn't played yet this year, including the guy they gave six years to. <laughs> oh boy! And Severino hasn't pitched this year, and bullpen sucks because they all are hurt, and they got no outfielders. Hell, we're starting. What's his name in the outfield? Uh, the former Texas bonus baby who was such a uh, bust little guy. Uh, Little chubby guy. What the hell's his name? Calhoun. Uh, Willie Calhoun. Cole Calhoun. Uh, 
No, Willie Cole's Cole's different guy. Who? Okay, what the hell's his name? Now it's going to drive me nuts. Yeah, you're. I, I I'm drawing a blank. I have no idea who he you're was. Talking a about. Bonus baby. He was supposed to be can't miss product and prod and uh, he had just four. Yep, John, you're still going to my my spam. Weird. Yeah, Willie Calhoun. Oh, I I don't know who that is. Uh, American professional left fielder for the New York Yankees. Previously played with Texas Rangers. He was with the Rangers and they gave up on him. Uh, oh. He came. He was selected. Uh, yeah, in the draft by the Dodgers. Traded to Texas. He was supposed to be can't miss. Minor leagues. He was great, and then Texas brought him up, and he was very mediocre at best. They released him last year. Giants. Uh, Wait, would that have been a Levine decision to get rid of him? Um, boy, I don't know. No, he, with Texas? Levine was with Texas? Yeah, before he got this job. Oh, well, they got rid of him last year, so. Oh, no, no oh, I so long after Levine. Yeah, okay. yeah he at 136 last year. <laughs> Oof. He's been starting in right field, so you see where the Yankees' problems uh, stem from. They got, they got some oh, injury issues. I just, I feel so bad for them. You suck. Hicks hit one into the second deck last night, raised his average to 149. God, he is just dreadful. You know, he's going to go down, seriously, and I know that the list is long, but he is going to go down as one of those guys that's just a complete waste of talent. Seriously, he has every physical tool you'd ever want in a guy. And a guy. Did you see any, I, I know you don't follow him like I do, but last year, defensively, he just went completely down. It was the oh, weirdest no. thing ever. What? Oh no. Oh no. Oh no, what? I forgot to save Josh. No, you didn't. Seriously? Oh my god. Hold on. Hold on. Please tell me this is it. <laughs> and I just rolling. Fratelloni's hardware and garden. That's Joe. So you don't have Josh? <laughs> Call him back up, Chris. He has got to stop being in such a hurry every day. Yeah, why today was he in such a hurry? No. Well, Chris, you give Josh a call back, and uh, I'll go. Uh, I got to run to the post office. Okay. I'm I'm gonna leave you now, Chris, with your. You know, sorry, sorry, Chris. Oh. Bye, John. I'll talk to you tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs>